And oh God, we just honor you for this moment, this opportunity, God, that you've given us to hear what you have to say. So God, do let the words that will come from my mouth, the motives of my heart be acceptable unto you. And so God, we thank you for your word today. Why? Because it's your word that makes us new. Your word that teaches us about you. So make it clear and make it plain. In Jesus' name, amen. Would y'all give God a big praise right there? Did I, I didn't do that already, did I? That was the first time, right? Amen. Let me see them what? I want to see them. Let me see. I don't see your at all. Look at the name. I don't see your Bible. Amen. This is the only weapon you can bring in church without being arrested. You should be packing a praise every chance you get. I like the Bible. You, should, you, know, you know a Bible that's falling apart represents a life that's not? Amen. So if your Bible, you ain't read the back out of it, hey, keep on reading. Love you, love you, love you. Give a ushers a hand. They got Bibles too for you. You need one, they'll give you one right away. They love you, they love you, they love you. Let's jump right out there, y'all. Hey, I've been teaching three weeks now. This is our third week in this year. Fourth week. We're in our fourth Sunday of 2023, and we open up this year um, declaring uh, it's our 13th year. We are, we are excited, man. Children are uh, everywhere. They're getting their word. They're getting their worship. And we are engaging in a, a, a moment that I want to declare as greatness. You know, we declared 2023 as the year of greatness. Now, last year, for the last quarter, maybe um, four or five, maybe eight weeks, actually, we talked on a series, Stop. And it was geared to prepare us to walk in greatness. It was designed to lead us directly to great moments. And then we came into this year, we entered 2023, and the first thing I shouted to us was probably a term that I know I was surprised to hear from God when he told me what it costs to be great. How people, we desire the greatness of God and see God manifested power throughout our lives. But so many of us, I'm going to include me in all of this because so many times we don't desire to do what it takes or pay the cost to be great. That study time or that perseverance and that when things come against us and we want to quit, man, greatness will pull you towards it daily and cause you to pursue it without hesitation. And so one of my goals is to make you irritated with average and aggravated with just all right. To be thinking that nonsense, that normal is nonsense, and that you have to understand that greatness is on the inside of you. But in that cost of greatness, I realized that in order to be great, you got to be able to take some hate. Because everybody may not appreciate the greatness on the inside of you. I promise you, as soon as you start excelling in any area of your life, you're going to have someone trying to make sure they disrupt that destiny of yours by declaring you a brown noser. Maybe even a goody two-shoes or one who thinks that they're all that and then some. But sometimes in that moment when we're not ready for it and we can't take the hate that it takes to be great, we can end up giving people unauthentic humility, making them feel okay about maybe where they're not giving their best at all times. And so I want to see it because the thing of it is, is that when we are greater, 
we then begin to experience greatness because greatness isn't just you being great. It's greater, it's greater people all around you because that's how we experience the greatness of God because he's everywhere. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time in your end, at your beginning. He's in your tomorrow today. And he's doing amazing things if we stay connected to him. And so this week I want to reemphasize the importance of embracing the greatness. Somebody shall embrace the greatness. You got to embrace this thing. It's going to come at you, but you got to wrap your arms around it. You got to make it a part of your life. I love the word embrace because it's the first word of our vision. Because when I embrace something, I am less abrasive. When I'm embracing, I don't be as harsh. I don't be as, 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 as maybe even uh, upset about things. Or, but I'm more uh, accepting and more understanding about what God really has for us. That, that embracing represents my willingness to understand when things may not go my way, I'm still going to hold on. That's what we talked about a few weeks ago by maintaining our hold on to God's purposes. So as I get into this moment, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. That's what we're going to bring understanding today. We're going to talk about this greatness. And we brought Romans chapter 8 because I said, when we got here, I said, man, we um, um, great, going to probably to hate, but you got to be able to deal with hate to be great. But then last week, God gave me where it says that you got to make sure that you understand that some of the things you may hate may be the very thing to make you great. Like that very thing that you hate, man, that, 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 that going and eating right or doing, you hate it, but it geared to make you great. But when I got to Romans 8, it brought to my attention the person who maybe think it's too late to be great. Like you've done too much or you haven't done enough. And God is making an argument. He's, he's literally interjecting an argument on our behalf for the person that says, you know what? It may be too late for me to be great. I, I've done too much. Maybe I haven't accomplished. Maybe I didn't come from something. Maybe my, my, my socialization, my background has prevented me from being everything that God wants me to be. And Paul is making a declaration through this word that I declare that God has greatness for you. And if you understand that there's no condemnation, that's what verse number one, I talked about this last week, but I need to reemphasize this. He says, therefore, somebody I shout therefore he says therefore there is now now and this is important because he mentions this because I've read this so many times where we can say there is no condemnation but God is saying there is what now no condemnation that means that something that was condemning us was going on previously folks holding what you was against you where you come from, man, you know nothing good going to come out of your hood. You know, you're from El Paso. You ain't, man, they be sleeping on El Paso, do they not? Oh, Paso coming on the mountain now. People be forgetting how good it is. Sometimes you go other places, you want to claim you from Dallas. Anybody go place yourself from Texas, they're like, Dallas, they're like, no. Long way from there. 
I'll be used to like, I'm just as close to L.A. as, as I am to Dallas. Um, so far, something happened in Houston. So, hey, I say, hey, I ain't nowhere near there. I wish I was. They got good, they got Papados. They got cheesecake. They got all the good restaurants and stuff like that. But I love El Paso. Like, because I, I feel like that, that, that but if, I go, if I'm going to be somewhere, if it ain't great, okay, okay, okay. Oh, y'all hear what I just said. Oh, ain't nothing going on here. Because well, you here. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, see, y'all, see, you, you missed the whole point I just made. You've been living here your whole life. See, when we do something great, the things around us become great. You know, somebody making it a hill heap of El Paso. Y'all be claiming people. Y'all know y'all be claiming them. Like y'all went to school with them and hang out with them. Because you be proud that somebody putting El Paso on the map. But somebody look at it yourself and say, that's me too. So y'all ain't. Oh, I, y'all got y'all kids. Y'all going all across town watching these kids play basketball for what? For them to be what? To make it out of here and say, man, somebody came from. I'm telling you how we think about greatness all the time. Yeah, we, we claim, they claim them. They claim us a legacy. All these singers and all that. We got a couple of them. But I'm sharing this that, 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 that El Paso, and I, 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 I don't know why that just dropped in my spirit just now. We're great because of you. And everything around you when you understand this, and I was looking at this because those that are in Christ, he says there is now no, co-. he says, so I don't care where you was from, because sometimes we go places and we, we'll be scared to tell folks where we come from, who we know. Yeah? Are you from, you, okay, you, you can't them? Okay, I got to tell, you scared to tell somebody your name, you're like, okay, they're going to associate me with so-and-so. Man, they don't even give me a chance. And see how that condemnation comes on us? But you forgot, you ain't where you grew up from. You are now in Christ. Like, look, look, like when you gave your heart to Jesus, you switched your lineage. Your blood type changed. Like you become, I know you, like they can identify you directly with your father and your mother, but when you gave your heart to Jesus, man, they can identify you directly to Christ. And this is why he's saying there is now, 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 now. I know what you did then, but now. No condemnation. This is why you got to keep going, because greatness will pull you towards it. He says there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin. Now, when I say that, he has set us free, because this is what he's saying to us, y'all. He's literally saying, this is what I'm doing. I started off by letting you know that that person that thinks that it's too late to be great, you can start again. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, you can be great again. I know we're in election year. Don't use that one. Don't use that one. I need that one. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. You can be great. All right. All right. You can be great again. <laughs> we'll be like, Lord, Pastor, I'm not, I'm not political. I'm biblical. Because my Bible says I can be greater than. Because greater is what? He. That's where? In me. Then who in the world? Your adversary, your enemy, the person that always trying to bring condemnation against you. 
Every time you go somewhere, there's somebody waiting for you to arrive at your greatness. Literally, right now, there's folks in your life that are plotting and say, well, when they get there, that's when I'm going to bring condemnation. Because they can connect condemnation to your greatness. They can try to diminish the greatness of God on the inside of you. And that's why I told you, this, this is why this whole, this whole chapter, as, we, as I navigate through this thing, is dealing with us having victory over the spirit. Well, victory over our flesh in the spirit. Let me make sure I make sure I say, victory in the spirit over our flesh. And over the spirit of the enemy, over the, the spirit of the adversary. And what happened is that every time we gain victory, y'all gonna hear this right here, in the spirit, our victories make us greater. When you think about the greatest in the world, those that play sports or those that do anything, they're only great based upon their previous victories. How many games they won? How many shots they made? And every time you gain victory over things in your life, things that once held you, how many know that every time you serve, every time you come into the presence of God, every time you recognize that you are in Christ, you should be doing better at life? Amen. Amen. I told you when you know better, you what? You do better. You do greater. Because he says, I need for you to understand, and I want to shout these quick things out real quickly because I believe it lines up with this because you got to learn how to have victories over the things in your life because every time because every think about it he said there's no condemnation but we can allow previous thoughts that will come into our hearts and our minds that end up coming out of our mouths right and then we can end up finding ourselves in a place like God man I thought I was over that I thought I got through that I thought I was better than that and what happened is that we end up falling back in that place God said no that was geared to bring you victory you need to get victory over your attitude you need to get victory over your negative thinking. Because every time you do it, it brings you back into a condemning place. So this is what this, 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 this tablet is trying to tell us. Paul is saying, I need for you to be able to say to yourself, I'm gaining victories over my flesh by declaring victory over the spirit. Because every victory you get, I promise you, you'll find yourself becoming greater. Can you imagine when your children or your loved ones or those around you do something to you and you don't just snap on them? They be like, oh, Lord, what happened? They didn't realize you was in church today. You just learned this. Like, God, I'm going to be this way tomorrow. Somebody's going to look at it. What happened to you? you and you, all you got to do is look at them and say, I became greater. Because I was weak in that area. There was once a moment where that, 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 when that thing happened to me, I went into a depression. I went into that, that mindset again where I started not seeing myself right. It happens all the time. You could be smiling one day and... And I know I'll be up here smiling all the time. I'll be thinking about that too. Oh, Lord, I'll be up here smiling. But I realize that things can happen in your life instantly and shake your whole world. Like instantly, like, 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 like you can't even, you don't even know what's going to happen. But what I do know, what, this is what I have, I know that therefore there is no. I know that, that, that God, I, no matter what comes back, I'm not going to let it condemn my life and make me feel like I cannot 
complete your assignment. That's what God is really trying to get us to understand. He said, I'm putting things in you. The reason why I desire to make you greater, because I need to see what I've said enter the earth. There's things that have only been dispatched to your life. It wasn't for me. You can't do what God told me to do. I can't do what God told you to do. And that's important to understand. And so I, I, I shared this on, on Rock Roundup. I want to encourage y'all to get the Rock Roundup on the morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's why I don't have to preach that long here because I'll be talking all week. All right? Cool. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm on here. Hey, it's 6 o'clock. Getting. Let's get it. Wake up. But look at this. If you want to be great, somebody shout, I want to be great. So I'm going to have to do a few things. This is what it is. Can I, let me tell you, you got to be passionate. Somebody shall be passionate. Let me tell you, zeal is short-lived, but passion is permanent. Permanent. Passion is that thing you'll do like you're getting paid to do it. So you're not going to be great at something you really love to do. If you don't like it, it ain't going to make you great. It'll always be a burden. You'll always be dreading going. That's why people say, Pastor, I know you go through some stuff being a pastor. I said, well, because I love what I do. And I told God I'm going to do this till my toes turn up. And I ain't just got zeal for it. I got passion for it. Like, it pushes me. That your passion will pull a purpose out of you. So that's, if you want to be great, this is what the thing is, as I get to the next place, you got to be passionate. Somebody say, work hard. Somebody say, work hard. Like, 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 if you think you're ever going to be great without working hard, amen, anybody ever have to tell your kids, you ain't got my money? Amen, I know you, th- I know you was raised here. <laughs> you're going to have to work hard for your old stuff? Some folks, man, you got to teach them. I, I, I got some hardworking uh, family members, I love them, Amen. But seriously, you got to make sure you work hard. Greatness come. You will never meet someone who is great that did not work hard. My wife be messing with me. Can I tell you how she be messing with me? She told me, this is what she told me, y'all. She said, back in slavery day, you would have been one of them front Jews. The master would have loved you. I like <laughs> I said, you, but I say, and I, I told her, I said, you would have been in the house. <laughs> and I told her, I said, he, I, I said, I would have been his hardest worker. He would have been sending me on errands. He said, well, take that to the kitchen where you would have been working. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I said, I didn't reverse. But she said, you, you would have been, I said, I said, I never thought of it. I said, God, because I want to make sure I give you all I got. That was a joke. We were joking. I, I, baby, I tell him too much. All right. You, she would have been inside. But she would mess with me. She said, you would have been, you would have been one, of, one of them good slaves. I said, yes, I would have, master. And I serve the master right now. I'm a slave to the Christos. That's what the word Christian means. It means slave to the Christos. To be a Christian, the I-A-N means slave. To the one who died. When Jesus died for me, I just turned around and say, you freed me, but I'm going to serve you to the day I die. Right. I'm a slave to you. Right. See, to be great, you got to work hard. You can't just do it. You got to be, amen. amen. So I am a slave to the Christos. Amen. 
said, boy, you would have, I said, yeah, I would have worked it. I'm, I'm lighting up to be like halfway, like somewhere in between. <laughs> I'll be like, <laughs> okay, all right. It's Black History Month next month, so we'll talk about it. <laughs> hey, y'all already know me. I love all, hey, man, let's go. Be work hard. And look at this, y'all. Be good. But not good, but really good. I mean really good. Like, I'm talking to you personally today. Like, I want you to know, if you're going to be great, be good and be really good. Like, don't just be okay at it. Be really good. Somebody shout really good. And remain focused. Anytime you become great, that's when all kind of stuff start coming at you. How many know when you get somewhere, you're going to meet friends that you didn't know you had? People going to attach themselves to you. You got to stay focused. Everybody at, uh, in your circle may not be in your corner. Amen. Greatness would draw people. I told y'all last week when, when, when Jesus was trying to go on his mission, the cost of greatness, what happened was he was going on his mission and people knew he was healing everybody and folks started getting attacked. I'll follow you wherever you go until Jesus told them what they had to do. Oh, Lord, I follow you to the moon and back. I don't care what you, you well, you have to live, you're going to leave your house and come sleep on the floor with me. I don't know about that guy. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I got a postopedic. I got a sleep number over there. Nah. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know about that. I, I'm used to I'm used to refrigerated air. You got that swamp cool over there? Like, oh, oh, oh. Amen. God said you're gonna have to go through five. You're gonna have to go from five course meals to MREs. You might have to go there. Like, hold on for a second. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know that that cost of greatness. Now, let me tell you why this is so important. Because we don't follow Jesus because of just his miracles. We follow him because of his sufferings. It's his sufferings that we have to understand in order to understand his power. The Bible says in order to understand the power that raised Jesus from the grave, you've got to understand how he went through. He had to go through the process to become great. He had to get victories. Victory come by way of battle. You got to fight. You got to go through. I know that, that, that's not the Christian life. I ain't talking about you got, to, you, you got to have the word of God. You have the focus of God. And also, it ought to be great. You got to push the limits. Somebody shout, push the limits. Push the limits. Push the limits. Serve others. Somebody shout, serve others. And let me tell you this, man. When you start being great, God going to give you some fresh ideas because God going to cause you to be creative. Somebody shout, be creative. Man, I be looking around here. People say, Pastor, how you be thinking of stuff? I said, because I gave all my heart to God. I be thinking of stuff. I said, God, I said, God how, does, how do we, you know, when we built this church, um, for, for those that don't know, this all, everything you see here came from a, a, a design on a flap of a cardboard box. I walked in here before we bought this building. It was floats all through here. And people remember there were dragons, there was ghostbusters and all that. All through this, where you sitting at right now. We had to sanctify this place. I'm serious. It was demons in here. It was like they was like floating, like it was Thanksgiving. All the float, it was everywhere. And and, and when God, God showed me that, He said, "I'm gonna give you that building. You gonna buy it?" And I said, well, "I don't know about it." He's, I walked in this building with a hole through a wall. I ripped off the piece of cardboard and I started writing it out. And I drew it, and I went to the architect. I said, "This is what God showed me to the measurement." And I say this because when you be great, God will start bringing creativity on the inside of you. 
He don't care what you, see what happened is that you, you may think you're not educated enough. See how we condemn ourselves for being with God? You may not think you are qualified. We start saying, well, God, I can't do that. We start learning how to read blueprints, how to start pulling permits, and never done it a day in our life where we say, God, we desire to be creative. And be persistent. Somebody shout, be persistent. Amen. Be persistent. Now, as I get to this moment right here, I want to say this because this is so important. I want to share all of that to bring you to the understanding that you owe yourself nothing. Every time you get in the way, you have to look at yourself and say, I owe you nothing. Look at yourself and say, I don't owe you, I don't owe you a thing. Because this thing will pull you back every time you want to be great. Self-doubts. Incapabilities and inadequacies. So look at yourself again and say, I, I, I won't let you hold me back either. See, when you're making, a, when you're making victories or having victories in the spirit over your flesh, you end up being at a point, I shared this earlier this week, is that you'll begin to owe your flesh nothing. You will say, no way in the world I'm going to let you stop me because here we are at verse 18. And this is what I want to share with you all today. That greatness groans for you. Greatness like, is literally like, Ugh! Anybody ever had to groan to get to greatness? Had the grunts pull forth that effort I was thinking about? Oh, Jesus! That's why I don't like Planet Fitness, because they don't let you groan. Because sometimes I got to hurry to get it out. Amen. Greatness groans. Okay, okay. Other days we was like, hey, that's why I don't go to that planet. They say we can't make no noise. I said, well, how you how you how you expect to get how you expect to push the limit if you can't ever grunt, push it out? Any moments gave birth to something great and not said nothing? Oh, how you doing? Come on, baby. This scripture teaches that it's, a, it's something on the inside of you. It ain't going to come out of you without a groan. You have to grunt that thing. Because greatness, you got it in that. You're going to have to give birth to it. And what happens is that you have to realize that what's in you is already calling from outside of you. It awaits you, the children of God, to be great. Look how verse 18 kind of shouts it to us as it grows. It says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worthy or not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed, somebody shout, in us. See, so, so what happened is that it don't matter what you're facing right now, you can look at this situation and not realize that what you're going through is really probably trying to get you to. And if you let what you're going through only keep you what you're going through, keep you at that place, you'll never start. You got to start comparing stuff. I know this ain't no competition, but you got to say, God, what I'm going through, what you trying to keep me from? Because a lot of times what the enemy trying to take you through, you got to start looking into your future and say, okay, God, what are you trying? What is this devil trying to keep me from seeing? Because I got to start looking into my future glories. Because what am I supposed to become or even overcome based upon what I'm going through right now? I got to start looking into my future and I got to start pushing towards that. 
He says, because I consider that my present sufferings are not worth. I don't even give it a chance to bring value to my life. Sometimes we give so much credit to things that don't even deserve credit in our lives. Amen. We give a conversation to people that don't even deserve our conversation. We let stuff enter us that, that we should be dismissing. So God, what you're trying to do, don't, it doesn't compare. Look what verse, it says, verse 19 says, for the creation waits in eager expectation. Jeez, I'm almost out of time. In eager expectation for the children of God. Somebody shout, I'm a child of God. To be revealed. See, I know y'all waiting on the next album from Beyonce to drop. Amen. People wait around for all kinds of stuff to happen. Wait on this to release. This movie. The world waiting on you. It waiting on you to get outside of what you've been through and start doing what God has purposed you to do. For creation waits eagerly for God to be revealed. And I say this because when you start responding in your now like your future is at hand, it only reveals God to everyone around you. That's why sometimes you don't feel like acting right when it's time to act right, when you know you're supposed to be acting right. I know sometimes you, you say to yourself, why can't I just respond like everybody else? Why can't I do what they do? They seem like to get away with everything and never, nothing happened to them. And as soon as you do it, something happened. Why that happen? Tell me why it happened. Because you're a child of God. That's why you ain't going to get away with it. Because they ain't revealing nothing. Asaph said in Psalm 73, I almost slipped when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. The wicked always make you think that, they, that, that, that what you're doing right is wrong. But God said it, the world is awaiting because when you do what God has purposed you to do, the world will see God revealed in the earth. Through your actions. That's why we tell our children, make sure, man, I, I, I get a chance to kind of walk through it. I say, God, they're so engaged into what God is purposing them to do. I said, but God, my prayer is that through every effort that we are calling as parents, that God, our children, anybody tell your children every time they leave the house, you're great, you're somebody, don't let nobody tell you. Now, why y'all say that kind of stuff? Because you on the other end, groaning, calling greatness out of them, and you hope some knucklehead at school does not tell them something that will forbid them from fulfilling their purpose. Then you'll not pray for that. God is saying the same thing to us every day we face this world. Would you let something cause you not to make God known? So we're not responsible for just knowing God, knowing his word, and knowing what the Bible says. He says our job is as well to make him known in the earth. That folks see us and they begin to see the goodness of God. Amen. And this is why this is so important. Because he says I want to make sure that we understand that the children of God and, and, and this is what I was saying, man. I say, let me think about this album drop. It says in verse 11, can you bring that back up real quick? It says here, it says, I got, Jesus, 
Yeah, I still got a whole bunch to say. That's why I'm in a series. Can you bring verse, is that verse 11? No, I'm so sorry. Um, verse 19, I'm so sorry. That's my bad. That's, I'm thinking about it. I'm in, a, I'm in giving. 19 says, for the creation waits in eager. Somebody shout eager. Anybody eager for what God has for you? It says, in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. And every time I think about it, it makes me understand my responsibility. That is what I go through, is what I face, is what I endure that shows the world how good God really is. You know, sometimes I watch believers suffer. People ask me all the time, man, well, if God was so good, why do people go through? Why do this happen? Why do that happen? I say, no matter what happens in the world, God is still great. Like his glory will still be revealed if we're paying attention to what's happening. Because sometimes we think our suffering and our situations, God is not moving in. Anybody going through a situation right now in your life? I need you to declare God is moving in it right now. Like you got to believe that because if you sit, look at your situation, if God is, if you don't believe God is in it, because God has already put himself in it when he put himself in you. Okay, y'all missed that one. If you in it, who in it too? Every situation you enter in, God is in it with you. He said, the only way I won't be with is that you got to deny me. You got, to, you got to dismiss me because when you came to me, I don't care how far you go, I'm always with you if you just receive it, acknowledge it, recognize it, and take heed to it. Because somebody, I'm, and, I, and I say this, we, we say this all the time, I think it's cliche, but I think it's somewhat correct that the Bible that people may read or see may be your life. Your very life, you walk into your business, your job, your company, whatever it may be, Somebody going to see the greatness of God because you decided to, to sacrifice your own feelings or your own emotions or the, what you may be going. Anybody ever had to encourage somebody while you were suffering? I mean, I, 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 I can tell you the truth, man. I've been suffering and I've been trying to save other people. Save their own lives. What are you going through? Why do you do that? Because you got an understanding. That even though you may be going through, don't mean you can't help somebody else. Because your present day sufferings does not even compare. See, see what happened is that you can start comparing yourself to their problem and think that God ain't going to bring you through. God said, yeah, I got you in mind too, but I'm putting some word in you while you going through your suffering. I need you to see past the situation and start speaking into your now so that I can start moving on your behalf so that you'll know every time you get into your next that your right now, whatever your next may be, it will be your now eventually, will not compare to what I'm going to do. That's why you got to have faith for it because every time God does it for you is an indication that he's able to do it and it's a promise to you that he'll do it again for you. That's what keeps us going. That's what keeps us walking in this greatness because we realize that what we're facing we already serve a God who can fix it. It's already made a way. And so I want to encourage you that when you embrace, this is a part of the embrace of the greatness, is that God, I have to know that this is who you are and this is what you're doing. If I don't receive that 
and I don't receive that God, no matter what I've done, no matter who I've been, you know, no matter where I come from, matter of fact, what my parents did or didn't do, God, I'm in you now. No matter what situation I was born in, I have been born again. And I'm believing God for every promise that's on my life. And I want you to walk in that today as we are out of time right now. Just receive that because our goal is to get to where we see things start working together for our good. See, that's what we get to. By the time we get to Romans chapter 8, 28, we ain't been through nothing so that we can see how all things, your divorce, your miscarriage, that molestation, that whatever happened, that person that walked down on you, that promotion, that money, that new, that new job. All these things, God said, that when you understand the way I deal with you as you become great, as you understand your victory, you will see how everything that has happened in your life have made you the person you are. And when you understand the per person you are, you will start walking in God's purpose for your life. See, that's how we're going to see it. And that's how we're going to experience greatness all around us. Would you shout amen? amen. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Let's get